out the Junior High Ministry Podcast at Mariner's Church. For this and more content, check us out online at marinerschurch.org slash jhm. So today, we are actually starting a seven-week series called Dear God, where we are going to go through the Lord's Prayer. How many of you guys have heard of the Lord's Prayer? If, if I say, Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be thy name, you guys probably know what that prayer is, right? Some, A lot of you guys probably do. And so our hope going into this series is that you guys would really begin to understand this prayer, that it wouldn't be something you just know and can memorize because you've been to church for a long time, or even if you've never heard it, it wouldn't be something that you kind of just hear and go, oh, that's kind of cute, that's kind of decent, but that you would hear it and really know what it is, because this is the prayer that Jesus taught. Jesus and his disciples are on a mountainside. Jesus is teaching them about basically how to live, and he's saying this is how you pray. And so we're going to go through this prayer. It's one prayer, but we're going to go through it in seven weeks to really get to understand this. And our hope is that every week, your guys' prayers would become different. And by the end of this series, you would take prayers seriously. It wouldn't just be like, you wouldn't just quote and say this prayer like you do your Justin Bieber songs or your Katy Perry songs or your little uh, One Direction songs. Um, But you would actually know what you were saying. And it wouldn't just be something that you kind of can just say and you say it with no feelings. But you would actually know what you were saying. And so before we get into this series, before we get into this message today, I want to ask you guys if you would join me in prayer. Is that all right? Awesome. So join me. Father God, we are we are so, so, so blessed and thankful to have you as our father in heaven. Lord, teach us today what it means that you are our heavenly father. Let us experience your love today. Lord, I thank you. I I pray this every time I come up here, but I really am thankful for every single student and leader that is in this room. How there is not one person in here by accident, even if they think they're here by mistake. But every person is here because you wanted them to be here. Father, I ask that you speak through me and you let this be your message. Let this be about you and not about the speaker. Let these students hear from you and not necessarily from me. Let this be your message, and would you reach the hearts of these students? And at the end of this day, Lord, let us be ones who are so in love with you where we can pray, God, you are my father. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. All right, so I, wanna, I just want to tell you guys a story first. Growing up, like, my real dad was never around when I was two months he left. Um, but I, my mom actually married my stepdad when I was, like, four, and uh, – they were married for a couple years. He passed away when I was seven. But so I'm six years old, right? My mom, it was, my stepdad's awesome. He's amazing, cool guy, closest thing I've ever had to a dad, great person. But my mom and my stepdad were sick, twisted people. They really were. Did you guys have, like, twisted parents who just do stuff? You're like, that's not funny. Like, I, there's pranks, and then there's things like, I'm pretty sure this is child abuse. I'm pretty sure you can go to jail for this. So, like, my mom and my stepdad loved playing pranks on us. They loved scaring us. They loved seeing us be afraid at night. For some reason, for them to scare a five-year-old, they felt successful. So me and my sister are five, because I, I have a twin sister, and my brother is three. So we're not normal, because my parents aren't normal, and so we kind of just have this crazy household. So one night, we're, this is when I lived in Buena Park, lived in a beautiful house. Me and my brother are hanging in my sister's room. We're all in my sister's room hanging out. I think we're playing Barbies or something. Um, this is before I knew I was a boy. And so we're hanging out in my sister's room playing Barbies, looking at her pink color on her walls. And uh, I guess my mom and dad planned, like, oh, let's, let's scare them. Let's really scare them. 
And so out of nowhere, we just hear my stepdad go, no, don't do it. Stop. I'm sorry. Ah! And so we're in my sister's room like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Someone's getting hurt. And then my mom goes, that's what you get. And we just hear a bam. And we're just sitting in the room like, what's going on? And so my mom comes running in the room. And guys, uh, uh, this is, I don't know where they thought this was funny. But she comes in the room with a knife. And there's ketchup all over it, all over the knife, all over her hand, and all over her body. She, like, squirted herself with ketchup to really sell this thing. We're so dumb and not normal and not smart, we can't even smell that it's ketchup. And so she's like, you guys, you guys, I killed your dad. I killed him. I killed him. And when you say that to a a three-year-old and two five-year-olds, you're like, oh, my gosh, you killed him. The knife is in your hand, and that's blood. It's not ketchup. Oh, my gosh. And so she goes, go see him, go in the room, go see him. He's on the bed, he's dead, he's dead. And so we run in the room and we start screaming. We're like, ah, oh my gosh, he's dead. His shirt's whipped open, he has ketchup all over his body. And we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And my stepdad had fake teeth. He didn't have one real tooth in his mouth. You know how your grandparents have dentures? My stepdad was in his 30s with dentures. I don't get it, but he was. And so... My mom goes, go closer to him. Go, just go, go say goodbye to him. He's never coming back. And so we're crying. We're like, oh, my gosh, he's dead. As we get closer, we still don't smell the ketchup that's everywhere. And so we're right. She's like, get closer. And we get closer. And out of nowhere, he shoots up and shoots his dentures out of his mouth, but they're still hanging on his tongue, and he's screaming. And so we get, like, right in front of him. We're like, <gasps> and out of nowhere, he's just like, <laughs> and we're like, And so all the lights get shut off, and he's chasing us around the dark. And it took them so long to convince us that he wasn't a ghost that came back to life. <laughs> we, that wasn't, that's not even the worst story. But I have, I, you know, sick and twisted household. But it was great, funny, has good memories, and it helps me in ministry to tell stories like that. That's the only benefit from it. Um, psychologically, psychologically, I'm still messed up. But anyway, um, the reason why I tell a story about my stepdad is because We're actually going to go through the Lord's Prayer, as I said, in these next seven weeks. And today we're going to focus on the Our Father in Heaven portion. And so Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. And if Jesus teaches you how to do something, it's probably important, right? And so his disciples are, you know, how 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 is it we should pray? And Jesus says, well, here's how you shouldn't pray. You shouldn't pray to put on a show. You shouldn't pray for attention. You shouldn't pray like you're better than people. You shouldn't pray so that when people see you, they could be impressed with you. That's how you don't want to pray. Because the only reward you're going to get from that is the attention that people give you. You're not going to be blessed. You're not going to receive anything from the Father. When you pray for attention, that's your reward. The attention people, the, the, little, the pats on the back that people gave you, that's your reward. But he says when you pray, this, so first he says this is how you don't pray. It says, when you pray, this is how you should pray. And the verses are going to come up on the screen. This is in the book of Matthew chapter 6. If we can get those on the screen. There we go. So Jesus tells him how not to pray. And he says, starting in verse 9, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, into the ev- deliver us from the evil one. And so, of course, this is the only way we pray. But when you pray this, this is how Jesus taught us how to pray. 
And what we're going to focus on are those words, our Father in heaven. If we can get that screen on there. This is what we're going to focus on today. Out of that whole prayer, we're focusing on this right here. Jesus looks at his disciples. He says, this is how you don't pray. Don't pray for attention. But when you pray, pray this. Our Father in heaven. Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, pray this. Our Father. Not my Father. Not your Father. Our Father in heaven. And the reason why that's so amazing and that's so beautiful is because Jesus lives this unique, kingdom-filled life on the earth. Would you guys agree? Jesus lived an amazing life where Jesus prayed and the Father heard him. Jesus received power from the Father. Jesus had the power to heal people. Jesus loved people. Jesus has an impact on people back then to this day and in the future. The way that Jesus encounters the Father When Jesus says, pray our father, what he's saying is the same way that the father loves me, the same way that the father gives me power, the same way that the that the father equips me and hears me and listens to me. He wants to be your father in that same exact way. Think about that. Really think about that. The way that the father loves Jesus, the way that God is a father to Jesus, that's the way that he wants to be a father to you, sixth, seventh and eighth graders. When you hear that, doesn't that excite you? Isn't that amazing? The creator of the universe wants to love you the same way he loves Jesus. And so when Jesus says this, what he's doing is is he's inviting us into his family. We're invited to live the life that he lives. Jesus lives that life because he's connected with the father. And Jesus invites us also to be connected with the father. And what Jesus is saying is, you belong to me and God. I belong to the Father. I'm his child. And you belong. If you believe in me, you belong to the Father. And you are his child. So if God is our Father, then we are his what? Children. If God is our Father, then we are his what? Wake up. If God is our Father, then we are his what? Thank you. You didn't say that with more excitement. You're God's child. You guys ever see little, like, big-headed four-year-olds who are with their parents and their heads are so big that they can't even, like, balance themselves and they're running around? Little kids depend on their parents, right? You ever see a little kid around their dad? Their dad means everything to them, right? Or their mom. Just think of when you were a kid, when your parents took you to the grocery store or took you to the park. If you lost your parent, you would go ballistic, right? You would go crazy. You don't care if you saw a cop a firefighter or a rescue dog, they can't do anything compared to what your parents can do, right? And kids depend on their parents for everything. Mom, I'm hungry, feed me. Mom, I pooped, change me. Mom, I'm tired, put me to sleep. Put yourself to sleep. Mom, I want to have fun, play with me. Kids depend on their parents for everything, right? And what Jesus is saying, when he invites us to the Father's family, when when we're adopted into God's family, what he's saying is, I'm inviting you to depend on the Father the same way I depend on the Father. Little kids don't look to anyone else or anything else for protection. When you're a kid, no one else could protect you the way your parents could protect you. And I think you guys would agree. And if it's not your parents, then it's guardians or grandparents or someone along along those lines. But little kids don't look to anyone else for protection. They look to their parents. 
And what Jesus is saying is, since you belong to me, since you belong to the Father, don't look to the things of this world for security. Don't look to the things of this world for protection. Don't look to the people of this world for approval. But for your protection, for your security, look to the Father. Depend completely on him. That's what Jesus is inviting us into. And that's a great person to depend on because he created everything. And Jesus invites us into that family. He says he's our father. You're in our family. You belong to him now, not the world. Amen? So what does that even mean? What does that even look like? When I sit up here and say that, what does it look like to belong to the father like Jesus belongs to the father? What does it look like to be connected with the father the way that Jesus, the son of God, is connected to the father? If we're invited to that, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, you look at Jesus's life. Jesus was all about his father's business, right? Jesus was all about the father's work. This is how Jesus prayed. Father, what do you want? Okay, that's what I want. What do you love? That's what I love. What breaks your heart? Okay, that breaks my heart. What is it that excites you? Okay, that excites me. Now, I want to love like you. I want, I want my heart to break for what breaks yours. I want to live like you. Now, I depend on you to help me live like that. Jesus was all about what the Father wanted. He wasn't about the world. He wasn't about attention. He wasn't about his grades. He wasn't about his athletic abilities. He wasn't about what people thought about him. People, Jesus could care less what people thought about him. The only thing he focused on was, I need to do what the Father wants. Because that's the best life for me. Jesus knew that and he believed that. So we're invited to trust the Father in that same way. To believe in the Father in that same way. To depend in the Father in that same way. To belong to the Father in that same exact way. You guys, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful picture. But here's one thing I want to make sure I clear up. I want to clear this up right now. Some of us in here, we hear the word father, and it makes us cringe. We're like, oh, I don't, I don't like that word. We hear the word father, and we're turned off. We hear the word father, and it makes us nervous. We hear the word father, and we don't even know what a father is. My real dad left me and my sister. I have a twin sister. He left when we were two months this is, a, this is the true story. My mom still jokes about it to this day. What he told my mom when I was two months, he says, I'm going to go get some milk for the kids. He left and never came back. To this day, like, I'll call my mom and talk to her because I love my mom, and she'll go, yeah, man, David, I'm still waiting for your dad to come back with that milk. We could use it now, <laughs> 24 years later. But um, my real dad wasn't around. I don't know what it's like to have a dad. My stepdad was amazing, but he died when I was seven. So my whole life, I went my whole life without having a father figure who loved me. My dad didn't even care enough to call me on my, I'm 24. He never called me once on one of my birthdays to tell me happy birthday. He never sent me a Christmas card. He never came to see me and tell me how much. I saw him once when I was 16. And that's because my sister got a hold of him and begged him to come. There were so many times where we didn't even have food in the house and we didn't know what we were going to eat because my mom struggled so bad financially and my dad didn't even care. 
There were so many times where we couldn't even find money to pay for the rent, so we'd get kicked out of apartment complexes, and my dad was out doing his own thing. So when the church would come to me and tell me God wants to be your father, I immediately think of my dad, and I'm like, no thanks. No thank you. Some of you guys in here have great fathers. Your fathers are there. They're present. That's amazing. That's a blessing from God. Hold tightly to that. But some of you in here, maybe your father's around, but maybe he's abusive. Maybe he doesn't listen to you. Maybe he doesn't have time for you because he's so busy. Or maybe like my dad, he doesn't even care at all. He's non-existent. But here's what I want to tell you from experience. Rather, your dad is great or your dad is horrible. What I want to tell you is... God the Father is so much different from our earthly fathers. This is for everyone in the room, not just for people who don't have a dad or have weird, you know, relationships with their dad. This is for all you guys. Our heavenly Father is so much different than our earthly fathers. I don't stand up here and say that because I have to. I don't stand up here and say that because I read it and I'm supposed to say it. I say that from experience. I get to experience the Father's love every single day. And even though I never had a real dad to compare that father to, it doesn't even matter. He's my father in heaven, and I know he loves me, and I know he wants me to depend on him, and I know that's the best thing for me. Even though my dad didn't show that to me. And that's from experience. That isn't me saying it because I have to or because it's the right thing to say. I'm trying to show you guys the hope that we could have in this heavenly father, regardless of what our earthly relationships with our parents look like. I want to read you guys a verse from the book of John. Because maybe you're not convinced of how much the father loves you. Because it was hard for me to be convinced of it. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. This is God, this is Jesus talking to you guys. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you, do what, if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. You guys, I was putting this message together, and I read those verses, and I just lost it. I just got emotional. I couldn't believe how much my Heavenly Father loved me. You know how much he loves you? He showed you the greatest. He says there's no greater act of love. There's no way you can have any greater act of love than for someone to die for someone else. The God of the universe, the God who speaks and galaxies are created, that same God left heaven, came down to earth, and died for you, for me, for your parents, for all of us. He left heaven and died for you. He laid down his life. His life wasn't taken. He laid it down. My question for you today is this. If you're struggling to really believe that, rather you have earthly parents that are great or that aren't so great, like what is it that really holds you back from calling out to God as your heavenly father? What is it that holds you back from really depending on him as your father in heaven? 
Maybe you, maybe you just like the approval from your friends. Maybe you're afraid to follow this star because of what people will think about you. Maybe you're so addicted to your video games and your sports and your whatever it is, girlfriends, boyfriends, how good I look. Following God just won't be fun. Maybe you believe that. If, the, if I could have my leaders stand around, not my leaders, leaders stand around the corners, I want you guys to put your heads down. I want you guys, all students, to put your heads down. And I want you to just think of God as the Father. Now, no one's looking, so you don't have to be afraid. But I want you to raise your hand if you struggle with that. If that's hard for you, I want you to raise your hand. If it's hard for you to be one who truly commits to the Father, I want you to raise your hand. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be ashamed. Raise your hand if it's difficult for you to really believe that God in heaven wants to be your loving father. Not like your earthly parents, but the heavenly father. And just for a couple of moments, I want all of you guys to be honest with God about what that means to you. Maybe you're excited about it. Let God know that. Maybe you don't like it at all. At all, God wants to hear that. That's fine. You're allowed to be angry. Maybe you're afraid of something. Tell God that right now. Now, what I'd like to do is for those students that raise their hands, if you guys could stand up and go find a leader that's standing around the room, they want to talk to you and pray with you. If you raised your hand, I saw which ones raised their hands. If you guys raised your hands, stand up right now. You guys can stand up. And go find a leader around the room if you raise your hands. And even if you don't want to reveal to them all about what's going on, they just want to pray for you and be there for you. And I know some of you guys, you're afraid. You don't want to get up. It's kind of embarrassing. But what we're going to do is we're going to have a couple moments of just silence. There might be some music playing in the background. We're just going to sit in silence for a couple moments. At any point, you could stand up and go find a leader. If not, then talk to God about what this all means to you. Don't bother anyone around you. Let's just sit here for a couple moments. what I want to do. If you're in the back talking with the leader, keep doing that. You're okay. But for those of you sitting here right now, 
I want to challenge you to do one of two things or both. I know there's some students in here who were kind of you're just afraid to stand up or maybe there was some fear or maybe you didn't know how you'd look. So one thing I'm going to say is I'm going to be here after this service. If you feel more comfortable coming up when there's not students in here, some leaders are going to stay back. I will be up here. I'll stay here. You can come see us then. But what I want you guys all to commit to right now is I want you guys to tell me that you're either going to come talk to a leader after service or you're going to choose a friend or, or one of your parents or someone to talk to about what this means for you. Maybe it excites you. Maybe it scares you. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe, it fear, maybe, you, maybe you're fearful of it. But I want you to commit to talking to someone about what, what, what happened in your heart when you hear about the father of the, the fa Jesus' father wanting to love you the same way. So can you guys, can you guys commit to that? Yes? So you guys are going to either talk to a leader or someone during this week, right? You guys are committing to that? All right. You guys said it. And here's how I'm going to wrap this up, and then I'm going to pray you guys out. This prayer, when we pray our Father in heaven, this is a dangerous prayer. And the reason why I say that is because this prayer isn't for people who don't mean it. If, if you don't really truly feel like you can depend on the God as your father, that's completely fine. Keep coming back. There's nothing wrong with that. We're glad you're here. But when you're praying this prayer, what you're saying is, I'm rejecting the customs and the systems of this world. I no longer belong to my addictions, my selfishness, my stuff, my money, my possessions. When you say our father in heaven, what you're saying is, I don't belong to that stuff anymore. Now I belong to God. And my life is completely changed because I depend on him. Amen? That's what you're saying when you pray this. So if you don't mean that, don't pray it, and that's fine. But if you mean that, call on him as your father. Talk to a leader or talk to a parent after. I'm going to pray us out. Father God, we are... Lord, we're so um, thankful for who you are. You think of the God of the universe, the God who speaks and he creates stars. The God who you're the reason why the sun is in the sky. You're the reason why the earth rotates. You're the reason why galaxies don't smash into each other and go out of control. You are in control of everything. You speak and things are done. And that same God is not just this machine in heaven who's looking down on us waiting for us to sin so he could punish us. But you're a God who is love. The reason why we can experience love and laughter and enjoying each other's company is because you're a God who has those same feelings. And you look down at us, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, and you say, I love you. I'm not just this machine in heaven who doesn't hear you. I love you the way I love my son. In fact, I love you so much, I left heaven, and I was killed for you. That's how much I love you. If we struggle with that, would you help us to believe that? Would you help us to understand that? And would you help us to depend on you? Father, we love you. Give us the boldness to talk to someone this week. In your son's name, amen. You guys are free to go. Have a blessed week. Thank you so much.